Space Fuckers. Chapter 2. Avec moi. Le Déluge. The thing about Marines is that they're punctual. It's drilled into them. Wake up, jerk off, run five miles, put down some chow. That's how the morning goes, how every morning goes, at the exact same time. That's why Carmen always chose her fellow Marines as fuck buddies. She didn't like waiting to fuck, and she didn't like them lingering when the fucking was done. Pilots had their theatrics, and mechanics knew what all the parts were for, but nothing beat a prompt pump and dump from the few and the proud. The afternoon treat was right on time. Carmen? Miles Buchanan Valoy leaned against the door jamb and brushed some artfully tousled strands off of his forehead. Miles, nice of you to drop in. His eyes wandered across her. Her leisure wear was plain, but it was impossible to conceal her bodaciousness. She coiled her tail around the bottle of sparkling in his hand, grazing his fingers. She placed it in the waiting ice bucket. And nice of you to remember. His palm remained open. There was no protocol for this type of mission. Carmen didn't blame Miles. She was unique. First and likely last of her kind. A human Xenopus hybrid. The alien diplomat's daughter. She took his hand and guided him into her studio. Primo space. She smirked. Her shoebox was no different from his. You don't need to butter me up, Corporal. Her tail slithered around his side, up his back, across his shoulders, down the front of his shirt. He tensed, or maybe flexed. She withdrew her tail. Or maybe you're the one who needs buttering. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to go. He removed his shirt just a bit too slowly, showcasing his 4K definition abs. Carmen rolled her eyes. Miles threw his shirt to the ground and mashed his hands into her breasts. Oh. Everybody wanted a slice of her hot fur pie. She'd quickly gotten tired of the usual foreplay, of explaining what she wanted. Now she made sure her partners knew what was in store via standard copy. He put his hands on her ass and started grinding. This isn't what we discussed. <sighs> Wasn't much of a discussion, really. That's right, and you can take what I offered or go touch yourself in the zero-G chamber, as per usual. He paused, then removed his clothes as he had trained in bioweapons preparedness drills. Fast. All right. <sighs> Soon he was lying on her bed, limbs splayed, eyes on the ceiling, like a fresh cadaver ready for the taxidermist. She relished clasping his wrists and ankles with fresh leather straps. Everything nice and tight. No wiggle room. The word is candy cane. Now there was a little sign of life, a deepening of his breath and his nervous worm wriggling, sensing the coming storm. Her prey drive pushed her to the edge of control. 
Her claws bloomed. Her eyes honed in on her target. But she knew it wasn't time. She'd have to play with her food. For now. She drew one claw lightly down his chest. The little creature grew large and erect. Pathetic intimidation technique. How arrogant. This spire of flesh. This plump bud of meat and its boast of creamy, salted nectar. This imperious outcropping of man into the negative space of the world. She would take pleasure in desecrating his ivory tower. First, preparation. Take one thick rubber band. Double it up. Stretch it wide. Lower it over the offending member. Lift the musky little testes, saddled together like best buds, and slide them through the loop so they don't feel left out. Let the rubber band snap into place. Savor the yelp of the subject as he falls further under your control. Now watch. The succulent fruit grows ever more bulbous. The hidden veins bulge. They say, we are ripe to be plucked. The head glows, as when someone is happy and has good skin, and you tell them that they're glowing. And all this connected like a branch to the soft pink membranes and throbbing heart. She saw his organs all neatly laid out like a fruit basket. So many ways to shred. But not today. She wasn't ready. Wow. I wonder how hard that thing is. It looks really, really hard. Uh. She flicked the head right where it cleaved to make its inverted heart. Mm-hmm. Carmen gently wrapped her hand around the shaft, then slowly squeezed and stroked. The testicles followed her motion up and down like baby ducks blindly following Mama Duck. Miles kept his eyes on the ceiling like a good marine. Act two. Marinating. Give it hope. Tenderize the whole body. Lick every square inch, slowly warming up all the nerves, drawing out every last drop of sensitivity. She cradled his shaft and balls, last right. His cock quivered, shiny and exposed. She slapped it. He was silent, just a little slap. All in the wrist, nothing to it. The penis popped right back up. So brave, fleets bravest. She took one claw and placed the atom-sharp point just above his dainty slit. Finally, Miles took his bulging eyes off the ceiling. What are you looking at? Nothing, mistress. I'm just a meat slop with a pulse. That's funny. I could have sworn you looked at me without permission. Hmm... She began tracing a delicate spiral staircase down his dick, slow as shade and light as silk. Oh, I think he likes me. Reaching the base, Carmen paused and Miles shuddered. Shh. Don't be afraid. Your babysitter is here to tuck you in. Itsy bitsy spider climbed up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. 
out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And the itsy bitsy spider climbed up the spout again. Her claws now imprisoned his member like an iron maiden. Is that better? Yes, mistress. Much better. His balls were her next victim. Oh shit, did that hurt? Yes! Yes what? She grabbed his sack and began to twist. Yes, mistress! Good. I want it to hurt. You've been really bad, Miles. And now I need something from you. What are you? Oh, I'm gutter bile. I'm worthless. She reached into a drawer and pulled out a camo butt plug. Here's your pacifier, diaper baby. That's enough. I'm sick of looking at your face. She gently lifted his sack, reached between his cheeks, and guided it in. Now, I know you want your cummies before bedtime real bad, but the thing is, I actually prefer when you don't get them. I like them locked away, nice and tight. I want them to have their spermy dreams ground to nothing by the glacier of time. Getting close already? I think I should let you cool off for a little bit. I cannot have you thinking that this is going to end well. Once more in the drawer, she removed a ball gag and strapped him in. Good thing I have a backup. She reached under the bed and rolled out a large drawer containing another pleasure slave, curled in a fetal position, wearing nothing but a black mask. Get up, rat. He stood up slowly. She guided him into the middle of the room and stepped away, admiring him like a showroom leisure rocket. She looked over to Miles. Look at this. No, really, you can look. Miles eyed his counterpart. Carmen came up behind her new plaything and spanked him. His flesh rippled, taut and juicy. Unreal, Jiggle. Are you seeing this? <laughs> now she came up flush against his back, his apple bottom squished into her pelvis. She reached around both sides, careful to inspect his lean flanks, and cupped her hands under his tender little bits. She pressed her ear against his back, the heart beat fast and the blood gushed, just out of reach. She kissed the nape of his neck voraciously while his dong blood, gushiest of all, filled up her palms. Gazing over his shoulder, she saw hunger in Miles' eyes. I really appreciate you opening up for me like this. With his ding-dong fully erect, Carmen's fingers walked the meat plank, then bounced on the head like a naughty pirate getting ready to plumb the depths for Davy Jones's special saltwater taffy. Everything about you is so bouncy. She let go and then guided him by the cock to the bed, had him straddle Miles' torso. Are you comfortable, Miles? Do you like the way he feels on you? Mm-hmm. 
She took off the Straddler's mask to reveal Danny Condor's ball-gagged face. And you, do you like your new hog? Mm-hmm. She stepped back from the edible arrangement. Miles's erection lay tantalizingly close to the event horizon of Danny's ass crack. The space station's artificial sunset poured over the two studs. They were each doing desperate little pelvic thrusts, eye-fucking each other, positively chomping at the bit. Damn, I make a good spread. A need arose within her, and she undressed. She walked over to the boys. She took off Danny's gag, but held his mouth open, her hand grasping his jaw. How's that taste? Delicious, madam. I bet it does, you fucking rodent. She strummed his pecker again, dribbling it off of Miles' abdomen. Well, I think you two unlovable mistakes have some really nice chemistry, so we're gonna play a game. Danny, you're going to ream Miles' precious asshole, and Miles is going to take every inch. Now, Miles, as we've discussed, you're not allowed to come. And Ratface, you just have fun. Okay, hop to it. Danny dismounted. Carmen unstrapped Miles' ankles and placed a lush pillow under his sacrificial ass. She then had Danny sit at the foot of the bed, his thighs pressed up against Miles's. This isn't quite complete. Once more, she dug in her toy box and pulled out two new items. One little black box she fastened snugly atop Miles's ball gag. And that's a little something for me. She came around to the foot of the bed, wielding a quasar-colored spreader bar. Then, she put Miles's calves on top of Danny's shoulders. And this is something to help you two connect. Miles's ankles were cuffed behind Danny's neck at one end of the bar, while Danny's wrists were cuffed behind his own back at the other end, the horniest chain gang in the quadrant. She tenderly removed the constricting band around Miles's junk. Finally, her scene was set. She grasped both meat pops. Red Rover, Red Rover, send penis right over. She clapped their corn dogs together, then held them angled tip to tip. A meeting of the minds. Bullseye. She rubbed their slick tips together. Mm, oh, I love you. Mm, oh, I love you. I love you. Oh, darling. This was the most precarious part. Two macho beef hoagies, begging to be devoured, and all she could do was suck and lick. All of this, an elaborate ritual for a meal she knew she could not have. She sucked more desperately still. 
I need to fill a hole. Carmen removed Miles's butt plug and tossed it to the ground. Mission Control, this is the SS Phallus asking for permission to dock in Base 69. Roger, bring her in nice and easy. It's gonna be a tight squeeze. She piloted Danny's schlong headfirst into the breach. Go easy on him. For now. Miles's boner lolled about drunkenly. Danny was watching it too, hypnotized. Snake charming man. Carmen savored the pheromone mists now spewing out of their pores. Danny was a natural, powerful, yet flexible. Is he tight? Yes, madam. This was a new high for her. Meat tenderizing meat. Real farm to table shit. Carmen faced Miles and then turned on the modest vibrator she had fastened to his gag. She mounted his face roughly, sliming his neck and dropping her medicine balls on his face. She settled into her saddle and took hold of his floppy pommel. I think you can stretch him out a little more. She began stroking Miles again. You've got a big knot that I want to work out, so... He came. His knees buckled towards his chest. Carmen dropped his dick like a hot potato and stopped Danny's thrusts with a wave of the hand. No! You're joking me! <laughs> he continued to brazenly spurt. She jolted off of him and met his pitiful eyes. You've somehow lowered my rotten expectations. She drew a finger across the wetness on his chest and flicked some onto his face. <laughs> well, I hope you brought enough for everyone. Back to work! <sighs> she mounted him again, grinding his nose into her crack, settling into a steady thrust on the vibrator. Oh, now you want to go soft on me. I don't think so. You're hiding that cum from me. You've got a liter of cum in there, and I'm going to extract it. Come on, you absolute plague rat. Fuck that cum out of him. I know he's got a big, juicy G-spot for you to pound. The boys strained beautifully. Damp all over. <sighs> this isn't working but you're not off the hook. We need to take drastic measures. Carmen stepped off. She reached over the headboard and flipped a switch. The mattress tilted slightly, Miles' head now down low. Danny seesawed upwards. Danny leaned back for balance, his cum gutters now on full display. One thick vein emerged from his lower abdomen and curved all the way down his dick like an important power cable under a rug. Carmen took the gag off of Miles's face, detached the vibrator, and rubber-banded it right to his dickhead. This is your last chance to give it up. I want you to have it, mistress. You come here and disrespect me, then lie to my face?
She pulled out one more leather strap from under her mattress, constricting his head against the bed, then covered his mouth and nose with an ornate scarf, one from her mother's homeworld. She sauntered over to the ice bucket and removed the sparkling wine with her tail. Placing the bottle on his chest, she met Miles's bug eyes. This is what you gave me. She popped the cork effortlessly with the twist of her tail. And this is what I need from you. She held the silk tight and shook the bottle neck down. The fizzy delight erupted right into his face holes. Where's the rest of the fucking jizz? You can make this all end. Just tell your friends to come out and play. Tell them they can come in from the cold. Peace squad, emergency briefing in 10 minutes. 1830 hours. Oh, fucking hell. <gasps> Shit. are punctual, and as a result they know how to do mundane things in the most efficient way possible. Miles tugged each other to completion in the shower, while Carmen sudsed the three of them. They were clean, dry, and dressed with two minutes to spare, in the briefing room with thirty spare seconds for the rest of the squad to see and understand. Hey man, what's up? What is this, another drill? I bet you'd like another drill. Maybe? Ten, hut! At ease. Sergeant Bonetrager marched to the front of the briefing room. Marines, I'll cut right to the chase. One hour ago, we received an SOS from an overhopper on patrol in the outer rim. We've been unable to make contact with them since. Oh, some little birdies got a broken wing and now they need saving. Shut up. Shut up. Broxon Gavel was commanding that shit. Oh, shit. Heinrich. Carmen's claws dug into the wooden desk. Oh, I know. I 
Now, if he's asking for help, that means it's real. It could be anything. But command is treating this like a Z alarm alpha one, which means B squad is suiting up and B squad is getting ready to plug some plaques. All right, boys, let's fucking go. Yeah, let's fucking go, boys. Now grab your bags. We're leaving from pad three and twenty. Look out there now. I'm gonna go now. I'm so fucking hard. I wanna fuck those octoplex right in the ass. Yeah, let's go. I hope no one gets hurt. She should have been celebrating. This might be her first octoplex encounter. It could be B-Squad's dream come true, the killers injecting high-octane, finally unleashed. But Heinrich Wong was crew under Brox and Gavel, and their ship was probably space dust. She left the briefing room quickly, before anyone could notice her distinct lack of bloodlust. She had sworn she'd be his end, his sex reaper, and in this she had failed him. When she left him, she told herself it was temporary, that she come back and finish him off. Now it was too late. Heinrich. He'd certainly had some gene editing done, but not so much that he looked tacky. His skin was near flawless, with just a subtle birthmark. It lacked the rubbery texture of the ones whose parents went overboard. His hair was full and shiny, with a few gray strands. He could not help but demonstrate his family's extreme wealth, fine taste, and naked ambition. He'd come looking for annihilation, and she'd promised to grant it. Carmen grabbed her scratch post and dug deep. She would never again see his plump packet sway between his thighs, like a miniature version of his bubble butt. This was behavior unbecoming of a mech marine, and the warrior council on her mother's home planet of Ticonda would shun her for much less, her mother had assured her time and again. She grabbed her go-bag and stormed off. Carmen boarded the dropship and found a seat between James Hickey Winthrop Jr. and Casper Pfefferkorn. The various perfumes of arousal hotboxed the dropship cabin. Good. The anticipation of the hunt would help keep her distracted. B-Squad was the premier mech squad, all the nastiest killers in one group. There was Blucha, Cuffo, Mulch, Danny, Miles, Denverly, Gunther, Gulia, Casper, James, and Sergeant Crassus Bonetrager to keep them all from biting each other's heads off. And then there was Carmen, the record holder of record holders, the rookie legend, Lost.
I left the ExxonMobil ring station and faced a 20 subjective hours trek through wormholes and around distant planets. The dropship's acceleration tapered off. Okay, maintenance checks. Oh, what? Are you kidding me? It's fine. Everything's fine. I was hoping. Who cares? Let's go. Serious, hey, quit man? your belly aching. Boys and girls, it's Christmas Eve, and your cookies is all already dripping wet with Mama's milk. Save some of that for Santa Claus. Let's get this up fine. I'm gonna spoil my shit. Chainsaw on the Mexico's Chainsaw on the Mexico's Gunther Guts loved his Mexu chainsaws. He refused to play any other role in group exercises. He savored maintenance time and had acquired a stockpile of cleaning and sharpening instruments. Sergeant Bonetrager turned a blind eye to his custom chains. Carmen preferred to spend maintenance time perfecting her synaptic connection with the mech suit's nervous system. She'd almost had a breakdown early in the melding process, when the suit's sluggish responses constrained her top-tier reflexes. She had spent countless extra hours sitting alone in her suit, meditating for a stronger connection. Now it fit her like a boson fiber leotard. The mech suit would always have some limitations, but then again, she herself didn't have high-frequency neutrino phasers attached to her real arms, couldn't crush tempered alloy ball bearings between her real thighs, and wouldn't survive 45 Gs of acceleration in her birthday suit. She had become a glass half full kind of marine. I know your boy, I know your boy was on that ship. Mulch spoke to Carmen on her personal mech suit neurofrequency. Dang, dang. I'm doing dumb, I'm doing dumb work and you want to talk about an old slice? Mulch was synapse focused as well. They had both struggled through and overcome the steep learning curve, both now obsessed over the perfecting of the bind. I was just being polite. Your heart's not in this, everybody knows. Get your shit together, Frick. My shit is fully under control. Oh boy, guys, what's going on? Prove it, crybaby. Phasers were warmed up. So what are, so what are you doing after this? Oh. 
Step into my office. Oh shit. He's pissed. Looks like we, looks like we have a date. The lusty, busty spider crawled up the penis shaft. Down came the jizz and the jizz covered its ass. Out came a worm and slurped all of the jizz And the slutty gummy spider jacked off atop its tits